It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. And uh, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton uh, with you. Uh, we have uh, got... Uh, some some fun stuff to go through. Of course, it, it's a Tuesday show, so we're going to be doing the top ten today. Mm-hmm. I, I I think there's going to be some bickering while that goes on, and that's always uh, fun uh, between us. Um, we'll run down uh, some potential playoff things that are all going to change the second we're done talking about it because we still have to play the week six games, and that's going to affect it. So really. It's going to be Sunday night before we know for sure who's doing what. All we know for sure is everybody's making the playoffs. Yeah, but some of the results last week, they had big implications on teams may or may not get a home game or how long teams will have home games for because they don't know. Uh, the MHSA doesn't know where the semifinals and finals are being played. There might be a chance a team's playing for a state title at their home stadium. Yeah, uh, there, there's a lot to go on. We'll uh, take a look at some of the top performers from this uh, week five, I guess, uh, in uh, high school football. I, I keep, week five, week eight. Week five, eight, week eight, what, whatever. Uh, and uh, I'll gloat a little bit because uh, Algonac won, just as I said that they would. Uh, and we've got uh, other things. We'll get more into that, though. I, I don't want Brady to quit before we get the show going. Hey, if you uh, missed any of the action that we did live, like the Marine City-Marysville game, or say a couple weeks ago you missed the Port here and I Port here on Northern game, you can go to GetStuckOnSports.com and uh, where you go down to get the podcast right next to that is the play-by-play archive and you can go in there and you can listen to uh, the games that we've uh, done Um, because now that I've kind of cracked the whip on Brady, he's good about getting him up in there. Uh, And surprisingly, as bad as I am technically, I've even learned how to get them in there and I usually do it on on the night that the games are done. So uh, we're, we're... progress we're moving we're moving along uh good uh, there and then of course brady does all the the social media s- stuff uh, i barely get uh, the little tweets out you there do enough scores. you've learned that how to tweet during your game it's hard though because like i can't tweet and talk no like, no it's like I chewing usually... gum and tying your shoes i can't do it so i, I usually just try to do it <laughs> on that little uh brief time between the extra point and the kickoff so I, go yeah, I don't. Silent. My fingers are fat, and like I try to hit the the letter and two letters type or the wrong letter types, and then I get frustrated. And it's like we can you just know. have you wire in yeah. the the scores, but you can follow us on Twitter at get a g underscore stuck on sports. Find us on Facebook, uh, get stuck on sports there. So for those who are tech technologically able. You can get some information there, and you can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And I am technologically disabled, but I do know how to press this button, and we will be right back, and we'll we'll get the show rolling in just a moment here on GetStuckOnSports.com. The Frells family calls their land greener pasture, and they maintain it with ease on their John Deere 1 Series tractor. The Frells family runs with us because this is more than just land. It's home. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1 Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. Stop in today to one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. 
Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Bean here for TP Logos in Marysville. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium, TP Logos has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery, custom screen printing, and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including things like Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 8.30 to 4.30 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. You'll get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with uh, Dennis and Brady. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to do it right now. Brady went 9-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Good week. But he did not get the perfect score. I told you Algonac would win that game. 19-7, to Algonac uh, beat uh, Yale. Uh, and also from Saturday, Parkway Christian beat Cardinal Mooney 48-28. to Those were the two games that obviously we didn't have for the last podcast. So I'm now three games back of you going into the last week of the regular season. You did make a move in the standings because mm-hmm. you are now tied with our guests. You mm-hmm. have identical records of 37-13, and 13, which through 50 games, 37-13 and 13 is nothing to sneeze at. I think you should be very proud of your performance. Um, but I'm 40 and 10. Yeah. I'm 40 and 10, and I had an off week. Seven and three to me. I'm firing the coaching staff. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but so I'm going to. Uh, there's so, some but week, tough games week six is going to matter. Yes. Well, I mean, I'm assuming we're going to continue this into the playoffs. 
have fun there. Yeah, but at the end of week six, I am going to declare the regular season conference championship. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, We're yeah. going to hang a banner at my school. Yeah, Yale's, uh, Yale's <laughs> on my bitter list. Every, everybody's on your bitter list. No, just MLA City and Yale. I don't know. I, I'm the top tens. I think going to be fun today. Yeah, because I'll be disappointed if you, our top tens match up. You made a comment to me before we recorded uh, about how you think. Um, uh, yeah, there's going to be some arguing, and you go. <laughs> you you said well, was, something about I'm going to really get on you. Well, this I, week. I I was teasing you about that. I mean, but you you have to admit. All right, I'll just say it. I think you've been really hard on Portier and High this year. And I'm like, well, Marine City didn't blow out Marysville. Are you going to pick on Marine City for not winning by six touchdowns like you pick on PH when they don't win by six touchdowns? We'll get to that in the top ten. <laughs> we're, we're feisty today. First off, my computer was acting up before the show, and I get really frustrated when stuff does You've been frustrated with work. technology the last, like, since Friday. But, but this this was just dumb. I've been using the computer all day long, and then when we need it for the program, that's when I get the blue screen of death and the stupidity starts. Um, and so, but I'm better now because it's yeah. working. Did you remember to bring your Snickers? I did not. So ooh. We're all out of Snickers. I've already the, I've already gone through the Halloween candy, and we're not even like <laughs> to Halloween. Yet. We have like ten days to <laughs> Halloween. What do you mean? I have to, well, you know, I give a lot of it to you. Admit you do that. admit that you do, but <laughs> you and I gave some to Andrew, mm-hmm. uh, our, our tech guy, Andrew, Andrew Thompson, <laughs> giving him a free plug here, because um, <laughs> I don't know where we'd be without him. <laughs> not as far. He as had to manually right take over my. Com- computer on friday while i was in game like we were on the broadcast was going mm-hmm. fine but the uh, the system that runs the the commercials was fouled up and he was working on it right while i was doing the play-by-play he's the he's great <laughs> he is and great. i don't even know where he was he no. might not even in been in st Clair county while he was doing it <laughs> anyways let's get to the top performers uh isaac ullenbrook port here on northern uh they lost in overtime on uh friday and that and that's a, a tough loss for them yeah the implications um, are gonna yeah they're gonna feel that but uh isaac ullenbrook had another big game 25 carries 132 yards scored two touchdowns for the huskies in that one and uh, dylan bloink the sophomore was uh, 10 out of 18 for 115 yards and a touchdown pass plus 19 carries for 71 yards uh, rushing. So that's kind of a breakout game for him mm-hmm. in that department game, because he hadn't really had a big running game yet this season. And in a game where not a lot of points were scored. I think it was 21-21 at the end of regulation. So, yeah, Dylan Blink, the so- one of the other sophomores that I think are going to be around for a while in the area. Yeah, he, you know, he's got a strong arm, Brady, when they give him time to throw the ball, and as he gets more experience, you know, as a junior mm-hmm. and a senior, I can see him being a weapon. Um, St. Clair scored uh, – they had their biggest offensive output of the uh, the season, um, and uh, the Ellis uh, boys were part of that. Luke Ellis was 9 for 17 for 175 yards through two touchdown passes uh, in the uh, game, a 23-yarder to uh, Matt Buslup, and uh, I think it was a 71-yarder that uh, Simonian caught. Um, and then uh, Logan Ellis 
was busy. 10 carries, 62 yards on the ground, plus he caught three passes for 39 yards, so he had over 100 yards of uh, total offense for them. So maybe that's a bright spot for St. Clair that, that they can kind of build on, of finally figuring out some offense and scoring some points. I know they gave up a ton, but Roseville's pretty good. Yeah, and again, St. Clair's still young. I mean, it sounds like their offense is getting better. I mean, I saw them two weeks ago. You saw them last week. A young team that keeps getting better, but, I mean, really every program goes through it. They take their lumps. Yeah. So, and then uh, I had uh, in Marysville, Marco Singleton, uh, 20 carries, 70 yards, two touchdowns. He forced a fumble on defense, and that's still a good game, but by his standard, that's kind of a down week. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, it kind of chuckle about that because 70 yards in high school football with two touchdowns with two touchdowns is a good night but yeah you're used to him being up around 100 or well over it yeah and his uh, cohort in the backfield Lamarcus Lee 16 carries 78 yards and a touchdown so again the two of them combined for almost 150 yards and three touchdowns and you feel like they were kind of held in check by the Mariner defense so yeah Credit to Marine City and their defense, and in no small part uh, to, well, the, the leader of that defense, Mason Walker, 20 tackles, half a sack. Derek Schlotman had two sacks, including the one that ended the game uh, as time expired. Offensively, Charles Tigert had, uh, on the ground, he was eight carries, 73 yards, and a touchdown, and uh, through the air, caught six passes for 143 and a touchdown, including... Um, just a huge touchdown pass to take the lead right back after Marysville went up. I believe it was 14-10. to 10. It was like three plays later. He went, I believe, 70-some yards. And, and he's then, one of these guys that he could do this every week. Yeah. And for most of the season, we've been going, where's Tiger? When are they going to use Tiger? Well, when are they going to get Tiger yeah. involved? They were, wa- they, <laughs> they were, they were waiting. <laughs> yeah, they weren't. Yeah, they know what they have. They're not going to waste him on a game where they're up 35 nothing at the halftime. They know when they need to use them, and Friday they needed to use them. And in the process, they've gotten the younger kids a lot of quality minutes, and yeah. a lot of those kids have been able to shine. One name that I didn't say hardly at all on Friday was Zach Tetler, who I think he had maybe a handful of carries. And he's usually one of the guys that's getting a lot of uh, touches. And But maybe the most impressive person of the week was Jeff Heslop, the sophomore um, – like I said on the last podcast, how many sophomores in the state of Michigan are you going to give the ball to on their own 11-yard line with 56 seconds to go and no timeouts and expect them to score? No, I can't think of anybody. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> just in general, like, how many quarterbacks yeah, I mean, in yeah. the area can you remember thinking, yeah, I want him in this situation. He's going to lead them down. I and mean, do there, there are a lot of senior quarterbacks. I, I mean – the, the guys that I would have expected it from are guys like Brendan Kay and Mark Chapman. Yeah. Yeah, those are the names you think of going back in the past to be able to pull that off. But, no, sophomore looks poised doing it. 7 of 12, almost 200 yards, a, a final total of 195 through the air and two touchdowns, including the game winner to Anthony Renzel as time expired. Well, not time expired, with 11 seconds left. So, again, I've said from day one, he looks poised, and I just expect him to get better, and I and I hope he's all right. I know he was hobbled at the end of that game. Had a little help to the bus, but hopefully he's ready to go for uh, Notre Dame prep. That's going to be a tough game for the Mariners, and it's going to have a big impact on um, 
their playoff seeding. Uh, let's uh, head up into the uh, thumb where uh, Lance uh, Wolford of Imlay City had 15 tackles yeah. on uh, Friday night. Th- that's uh, making your presence felt. Yeah. Yeah, in a game where I don't know how much tackling Emily City was doing. Yeah, I mean, they lost big time to North Branch, but he was obviously a busy guy. Yeah, so again, I mean, Mason Walker had 20. We didn't mention Wyatt Walker. I think he had like 10 in that game. So, yeah, anytime you get to double-digit tackles, that's that's pretty impressive. You better let me handle a uh, couple of here. I'll, I'll tell you about um, Michael uh, Lazari from uh, Elmont. 22 uh, carries for 151 yards as uh, the Raiders – Got back to uh, to business. Uh, Lazarus, really good uh, player, and he missed most of last year, or you'd know that name more. It's mm-hmm. in, When you look at it in print, it's impossible to come up with the pronunciation. Uh, but fortunately, I have friends that follow Almont, and they told me how to say it. Uh, and that's Mitch uh, Dabalier for uh, Richmond, who had a, a big game too, although I can't read your chicken scratch. <laughs> He went 12 for 110 and a touchdown. That's Is not that, that what that says? Yes. And he had a, also had a six-yard touchdown pass. I'm okay. assuming they had some sort of trick play in there. And uh, and Carson G had five catches for 97 yards and two touchdowns for Richmond, too. So that, big numbers for two guys on Richmond, and they lost in uh, overtime yeah. uh, in that game to Elmont. They gave Elmont everything they could handle. So again, How much of that do you think is Richmond is maybe getting a little bit better as the season goes on like making some strides or how much of that was Elmont was just rusty after not playing for a couple weeks and not practicing I think it's rust you I mean you if you've never played sports you don't understand what two weeks off of not being able to go through because it's always a process not only are you still getting better but you're solidifying what you have behind you that all goes away. You're basically starting from square one, where a team like Richmond been playing every single week, practicing every single day. No, I think a lot of that is rust from Almont. But lucky for them, they get this that game. Now they have another game before they get into the playoffs, where it really starts to count. Yeah, and here's a name that's uh, up on the board for a second straight week. Uh, Vinny Grappi from Crosslex. Huge game. 27 carries, 159 yards, and uh, two touchdowns in the Pioneers' latest uh, victory. Uh, they won 40-7, to I believe, was the final over Armada. Yeah, they they dominated again. Hopefully, I want a Croslex North Branch rematch in the playoffs. <laughs> I already got my one wish on Friday night, so my next one is uh, Broncos-Pioneers Part 2 in the playoffs. That's my next wish. So hopefully well, that one comes. True we'll we'll, we'll kind of talk about that and try to to sort some of this out and and figure out just exactly what might happen uh, in terms at least of week one of the playoffs and maybe speculate as to uh, who can maybe uh, at least get a few home games out of the uh, the postseason. Uh, That's all coming up as we uh, continue on our uh, Tuesday edition of the podcast. Plus, we'll have our top tens coming up at the end of the show as well. The Frells family calls their land greener pasture, and they maintain it with ease on their John Deere 1 Series tractor. The Frells family runs with us, because this is more than just land. It's home. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1 Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. Stop in today to one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com.
Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And if you're a high school football fan, you love this time of the year because now we try to start figuring out. I, I like This is where I miss the old system, Brady, because we'd be talking about who's at six wins, mm-hmm. and we say we know for sure that this team's in. We know for sure that we don't have to worry about these teams uh, and, and all that. And now it's, it's not as cut and dry. Well, this year, of course, is a special year. Everybody gets in. But starting next year, when we hopefully are back to some normalcy mm-hmm. in, in our world, we're going to be looking at playoff points and, and trying to figure out because some teams – We'll have five wins, yeah, and they'll be in better playoff position than some wins teams. Yeah, with seven or maybe even eight wins. Yeah. So um, again, we we can get into it on another podcast, but I do not like the new system. It favors the big Division One schools in Macomb and Oakland County, and it punishes any school that lives not in Detroit or Grand Rapids. Yeah, but you know that those were the schools that were complaining. And yeah. those are the schools that probably have a little more pull. Yeah. So but we're any- used to it. Hey, people have been arguing, too, for years that the Catholic League should have its own separate division because they can recruit guys. And that's another debate for another <laughs> podcast. Because, yeah, it's a little different when every when you have basically kids here, 95% of the kids went to 
either the same middle school or the district's middle schools. And you go to schools like I remember De La Salle one game I was at, and they announced kids' middle schools, and literally none of them were the same. They were all from different middle schools. Yep. So that's yeah, that's not so, the same. You know, point. you can argue private schools have an advantage. This has an advantage. S- some people are able to figure it out and make it work for themselves. Marine City is not a big place. No, and yet year in and year out, they figure out ways to have good athletes and win football games. And and when you look at their their lower lower levels, and we've talked about this before, like it's not like their their JV program is steamrolling teams. No. No, usually <laughs> yeah, their lower but, levels but, aren't but, as good. But by the time they get to varsity, they've got it figured out. They they know what they're doing down there. But um, so for the playoffs, we'll just start at Division Two and work our way down. We don't have any Division One schools in the area, so Port Huron High and, and Northern are in the same district. Port Huron. Uh, I believe I can't do the math because there's a lot of math to do. Yeah. But if they if they win, they're 100% the number one seed in their district, let alone the region. So they could be playing a lot of games at Memorial Stadium. We'll talk about that a little more. But Northern's loss to Frazier hurts them a lot. Last week, they were, I believe they were the three seed. And we were talking about potentially Northern wins out, Port Huron High wins out, you have the one and two seeds in the district both coming out of Memorial Stadium. Northern's loss, if, play, if the playoffs were to start today, would drop them to the sixth seed. And that hurts. They would have to go down to Lakeview for their first game. So that loss to Frazier. And, yeah, Northern plays Cusno. They're going to win that game. But, but Cusno is a winless team. Yeah, so They're not going to get a lot of playoff yeah. points. And the two teams above them, Lance Cruz plays Royal Oak, don't think Royal Oak's that good. And Frazier plays uh, – who does Frazier play? Let me double-check that real quick. They play – no, Frazier plays Royal Oak. Excuse me. Lance Cruz plays Lance Cruz North. Yeah. And Lance Cruz North is not – I think they might have a win. Uh, they've actually canceled a lot of their game. They've yeah. canceled at least half their schedule. So they so might far. not even have a win. So I don't think either of those two teams are losing – so Northern, I think, is going to have to go on the road now for the playoffs, and that, that kind of hurts because Memorial Stadium is not the easiest place to play at. Yeah, and, you know, and that's the difference a week makes in, in all of this because before we played the games on Friday, like you said, we were looking at, okay, we're going to have a Friday-Saturday at Memorial Stadium mm-hmm. if Northern wins out and PH wins out because they're both going to have home games. Mm-hmm. Um, and to – one overtime loss, one three-point overtime loss, and now all of a sudden Northern's on, on the road and we're kind of looking at it going, and there's only two of us and there's three or four games that are all going to happen on the, on the same night. We have to start making some tough decisions and making two schools real happy and two schools not so happy right? because we're going to be at games and they're going to, why aren't you doing our game? Right. And here's something else to consider as we start shifting a little bit to talk about the Big Reds. The, the MHSAA came out at time of recording, we're recording this on Monday, that today they came out and said they don't know where the semifinals and finals are going to be played because a lot of places are hesitant to volunteer their stadiums due to coronavirus and all the liability that comes with that. So there's a distinct possibility that we could have a state title game at a high school, that whoever the higher seat is hosts the state title game. Port Huron High is sitting with 66.4 playoff points in Division Two. That is the most in their district. 
That is the most in their region. The top seed in their other district in their region is Warren Mott with 55. So they could host a regional game. And then... Plus, PH is playing Roseville this week, and there's so there's some points there because yeah. Roseville's a good team. Yeah, they're 4-1. and one. And on their side of the bracket in the state, the next highest is uh, Dearborn Heights Crestwood at 58. So if the Big Reds can handle their business and keep winning, you could have a state semifinal game there. The only team in the state with more playoff points than the Big Reds in Division Two is East Lansing. They're at 68. But like you said... Roseville has a lot of uh, points to take there. They're four and one, and they've beaten some good teams. Portney on High can make that jump. They could be the one seed in the entire state for Division Two, and their road to a state title would stay in their own backyard. Yeah, Again, th- think about that because this doesn't happen in a, in a normal year. In a normal year, after the third round, no matter what. You're going on the road somewhere. Yeah. Your 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 last two games are neutral, basically neutral site games. Neutr- well, okay. When was the last time a neutral site game took place in St. Clair County? Mm. So there there have been some, but it's been a while. I don't remember any. In I know since. because it was before you were born, and I'm a lot older than. Yeah. You. So in <laughs> any time that matters, since that's the only time I can remember. Um, yeah. Nothing matters to Brady if it didn't happen before he was born exactly um but no seriously like port here on high would probably have declaration had to, of independence all that stuff that doesn't matter irrelevant he before he was born um would have to go <laughs> to like lansing or go to the middle of the state and they could be playing a team that's you know 20 minutes from there and they're traveling two and a half hours that's happened before i'm where was the uh I'm trying to remember, where did St. Clair go when they made it to the semifinals? Didn't they play like DeWitt in the middle of the state? Uh, I, I know that they, they've had to, like, was it Williamston? And they played in Lansing or something? Yeah. Which it, it was a shorter, a much shorter ride for Williamston than it was for St. Clair. So there, there's your, your neutral site. Will, Williamston had to drive like 15 minutes. Yeah. And St. Clair had to drive like two hours. It'd be like, <laughs> yeah. It'd be like if, if Marine City's neutral site game was at Memorial Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, like, and, and they were playing Grand Rapids somebody yeah. who had to travel across the strait. So, so I mean, yeah. But, no, Port here on High could be able to put the buses in the garage for the rest of the year if the MHSA comes and says that. And once we get down to Marine City, they might be able to do the same thing too. The, the, and that it's nice in a way. Like, it's fun for the community. But I, I think for the kids, um, it, it's it's – you know, it it goes two ways. Like it's it fun to play mm-hmm. at your own stadium. It's really fun not to have to travel, but you miss out on what you know going to Ford Field and yeah. playing in a game. But that's not till the at final. Ford Field. That's not till the you final. Know? Yeah, so. I know. But but like if if you're gonna do the semifinals that way, right? You're gonna probably pretty fun. pretty sure the finals will be done the same way too. Right. So yes, no, that is unfortunate. But uh, the Big Reds looking to get in great position for the playoffs. Uh, now to our only Division Three team, Marysville's loss. Uh, they're hanging on for dear life for a home playoff game. They have the Saints this week. They're going to be favored in that game. Saints are They're not going to get a whole lot of playoff points from the Saints. However, right now they are the four seed in their district. Right now, if the playoffs started Friday, they would be hosting Warren Woods Tower uh, in the 4-5 matchup. Uh, Detroit Mumford's ahead of them by 
uh, just over two playoff points. Marysville's at 39.4, Mumford's at 41.6. So a win for the Vikings might elevate them to number three, but you know who they'd play if they were number three? Warren Fitzgerald. Interesting. That would be an interesting rematch. Of course, it would be at Walt Braun Viking Stadium this time. Yes, which would be and a big difference. That, you know, that could help uh, Marysville. Uh, I, I don't it, – it's just based on – and, again, it happens to Marysville every year. We, we talk about the draws that they get when it comes to the postseason just because of where they're at geographically compared to everybody else. It just seems like they always end up in a bracket of death – well, yeah, because you um, want to talk about a bracket of death. But uh, realistically, do you see them getting more than two home games in the playoffs, even no. if they're winning? No, because, okay, let's say they get up to the three seed. The two teams ahead of them, East Point's the one seed. They've given up 20 points all year, and that was in one game. And King, Detroit Martin Luther King, they're three and two, but you know who their two losses are to? Kaz Tech and Kaz Tech. Yeah. So, um, thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that, we'll talk about that. Well, we, we De La Salle, we should have mentioned. Yeah. Because they're in the, the a potential opponent for PH or for Port Huron Northern. De, De La Salle is, is what? Uh, two and two three. Two and three this year. Here's, but they have played a monster schedule, and they haven't lost to, to anybody by more than a few points, right? Well, except for the one game. Yeah, the one game. So, but DeWitt's 5-0, and oh, and DeWitt has smoked every single team they've played this year. So here's De La Salle. Two and three, you go, oh, they're down. They lost to Brother Rice 27-25. Then they beat Orchard Lake St. Mary's. 21-13. Then they lose to Detroit Catholic Central 14-10. to Yeah, I mean. And then they get smoked by DeWitt 43-3, and then De La Salle uh, beats Harper Woods 29-8. And do you know who they're finishing the regular season with? Cas Tech. Cas Tech, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, th- th- there's a real, real, there's a better than good chance that they're going to be 2-4 and four when the playoffs start, and they're still probably the team to get past in that district. Yes, just on brand recognition alone. But, yeah, Marysville uh, will have to go through East Point or Martin Luther King or possibly both. I mean, that's that's tough sledding. Not that I don't think they couldn't do that, but that's a tall – if you get through that, the rest is going to be easy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> really. Like, it's weird, but you're, you're probably not exaggerating there in, in saying if you survive that – your, the rounds that you advance to might actually be against opponents who are a better matchup for you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Marysville, they, they need to lose like 60 kids from their school and drop down to Division Four <laughs> because the Division Four bracket feels more like a Blue Water area, a local playoff. Here are all the teams in the local district here. Yale right now is the eight seed in, in their district. The uh, seven seed is St. Clair. Armada's number six. Crosslex is, uh, or excuse me, Emily City's five. Crosslex is four. North Branch is two. The only two non-local teams are Goodrich and Ortonville Brandon, and it's not like they're that far away. Yeah. So you got uh, right now. If 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 we didn't have to play a week six, it would be Yale at Brandon, Emily mm-hmm. City at Crosslex, a rematch from week one, uh, St. Clair at North Branch. 
which would be a rematch from a playoff game, was it last year or two years ago two that they year, played? Last year, St. Clair lost to Brandon. Yeah, and the the, the St. Clair North Branch game from two years ago was 60-something to 38 or something like that. Let me 62 to 38. It was a crazy game because I remember doing that because that was the night Ethan Mon took the opening kickoff back for a touchdown. Then uh, North Branch got the ball on their first play from scrimmage. They got a touchdown. Then Ethan Mon ran the ensuing kickoff back for a touchdown. <laughs> and on the next play from scrimmage for North Branch, they scored a touchdown. So, 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 we, had, so, so we had two kick returns and – Two plays from scrimmage for it touchdowns. Was, yeah, 20, two minutes into the game, twenty eighteen. St. Clair in their first two playoff games scored seventy points and then sixty two points. Yeah, Jeez. so it was it, it was it was crazy. Um, so uh, now St. Clair doesn't have the the powerhouse team that it had then. North Branch does, but uh, th- that would be a rematch. From uh, you know, two teams that have a little bit of a rivalry going, uh, and Armada would uh, have to travel to uh, Goodrich to take on the uh, Marsh. And Goodrich and Brandon uh, historically are generally good teams too. Yeah, In fact, I mean, Ortonville Brandon uh, came into East China Stadium last year and uh, beat St. Clair twenty-eight twenty-five in the opening round. Yeah, Brandon is undefeated. They actually beat Goodrich earlier in the year, so. Uh, that would be a very fun district, though. A lot of local teams, and I think Croslex at four and one would be a sneaky four seed. I think they're really, I think they're better than a a four seed would say. So. Yeah, well, I mean, and again, the 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 blocking the the thing blocking a Croslex North Branch rematch really seems to be. How good are Brandon and Goodrich? Because mm-hmm. they're on opposite sides yeah. of the. They'd so, be a district final. So you have to get through. You know, like if if it stays the way it's set up now, Croslex would have to get through Ortonville, Brandon, and North Branch would have to get through Goodrich for North Branch and Croslex to play each other again. Right now, again, after week six, maybe that gets all shuffled about, and maybe you find that uh, Croslex and North Branch play each other in the second game, or even the first game. I don't know that it would get that bad. Well, it was I don't see either of those teams losing. No, yeah, you're right. So that's going to be a fun district. Now, the first uh, real division where we have local teams in separate districts, which and I heard this is done really on dumb. I, I understand the reasoning why, but it's dumb. I don't um, understand the reasoning why because the. Okay, the, the guy so that for, was for, the focal point of it retired. He's so not even there anymore. For context, <laughs> here is one region. Okay, Elmont and Richmond right now. If the season ended today, they would play in the first round of the of the playoffs. The region or the district that Elmont's in has Frankenmuth, Bridgeport, Lutheran North, Ovid, Elsie, Corona, Bertrand, Elmont, Richmond. Not too horribly geographically spaced out. A little out there. A couple of the teams, especially like uh, Ovid, Elsie but nothing crazy where Marine City is in the same region but a different district, and they have Detroit Osborne, Warren Lincoln, Detroit Communication Media Arts, South Lake Clawson, Denby, and Cody. Now, it's funny. On Snooze to You, because, again, Snooze, S-N-O-O-Z-E, the number two, Y-O-U.com, does a great job with their playoff stuff. Guys on top of it. He's been doing it for years. Yep. I recommend you go to his website. Can't and actually, it's kind of easier for him now because he's just yeah. going to follow the points as 
he was really accurate in the past. Yeah, because guessing as the weeks went on before teams had their six wins. And speaking he, of Marysville, yeah. I swear he always got Marysville wrong. He he goes, I never know. Like he never get the St. Clair County teams right. It seemed like because I remember last year they had he had them playing East Point in the first round, and then they drew St. Mary's. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. But well, so on his they, website, again, they always get sent to the district of hell. Where, <laughs> where I was going with this is he has like a uh, a map with a little, little pins of everything. Marine City is surrounded by pins from a different district, and yet they're going through other teams to go to a different district because they didn't want Marine City and Almont in the same district because of how the season ended last year for Marine City or something like that. So I mean, which was silly because again, coach it, it wasn't, coach Glodich isn't there, and no, it wasn't was Almont's fault. Wall. Yeah, and you are going to send different officials, I'm sure. Yes. So I mean, yeah, seemed kind of silly to me. But Marine City's another team. Right now, they're sitting at fifty point two playoff points. And again, if you don't know, the the higher teams you beat in the higher divisions, the more you get. So teams in Division One are naturally going to have more points than teams in Division Eight. But Marine City has 50.2 playoff points. That is good for third in the state right now in Division 5. Frankenmuth is in their region. They're at 51.8. And Grand Rapids Catholic Central is on the other side of the bracket at 58 even. Marine City plays Notre Dame prep. From people I've talked to, they are speculating that even if Marine City loses, it's going to be really close whether they can pass Frankenmuth or not. If they win, there's no doubt they're going to be the one seed, on, not their region, they're entire to the, through the semifinals. So Marine City gets a win. You could have potentially two teams in St. Clair County who are the number one seed in the state, which would be uh, very exciting. Uh, and, and I'm going to tell you this right now. Um, Marine City can beat Frankenmuth, but I'd much rather that game be played at East China Stadium than to have to go to Frankenmuth. Yeah, that that's a tough, uh, that's a tough football field to win a game on. Yeah. So Marine City uh, at uh, is trying to host not only a district but a regional. So get to the semifinals. I mean, they could still host that, not host a regional. Marine City, I think, has a good chance at. Uh, if they beat Notre Dame prep, making a deep playoff run. Because to be honest with you, I don't think their district's any good. Their number two seed is Southlake. Congratulations. You ran through the bronze. And, oh, wait, the one good team in the bronze you lost to. Yeah. And, I'm boy, Lamphere is the good team in the bronze. Yeah. That still kind of blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a, another mention in Division Six, our lone Division Six team, Algonac. Uh, right now would go down to Detroit Edison. They are the sixth seed. Go Rats. In, in that, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but, no, they'd go down to Detroit Edison for their week uh, one matchup in the playoffs. In Division 7, again, one only one team. And now this is where I have to find it again because usually they're all Sandusky in the, in the gets last Laker. district. But, yeah, Sandusky in a very tough district getting um, Elkton Pidge. Bay Port Laker. That's I still. That's a mouthful to say every time. Um, they're the three seed and they're five and zero. Oh. That's why we just say Laker. <laughs> we all just know that it's Elkton Pigeon Bayport. Just call it Laker because they call it Laker High. 
<laughs> but but listen to this district. Number one seed Hemlock five and zero. Number two seed Cass City five and zero. Sandusky the three seed five and zero. Bad Axe the four seed four and one. Saint Charles the five seed four and one. And then Lakers three and two and is the six seed. And they're they're good three and two because their losses are Cass City and they uh, actually got upset by Reese. Yeah. Which was I remember when that score yeah, came so in, the, you were shocked. Yeah, they they should be four and one, and and it's not that like Reese is bad, but Reese is not as good as the the upper level teams this year. So that's a tough district for Sandusky. Another note: New Haven, the seven seed, would go down to play uh, Detroit Central in that uh, division. So zero and five, and not even the eight seed. That's uh that's living life well, and Division Eight. Going there real quick, just a uh, couple schools. We have Ubley would host Saginaw Michigan Lutheran Seminary. Harbor Beach would host Brown City. And Marlette, after their loss now, wouldn't even have a home game. They'd have to go to Unionville Seabling. Which is a tough draw. And uh, Cardinal Mooney and Parkway Christian would rematch in uh, Sterling Heights. Uh, and they just played over the weekend, and Parkway won that one 48-28 at East China Stadium. Mm-hmm. And quickly through eight-man, uh, New Haven, Mary. Okay, we Poor said New Haven. We Merit. said Marysville gets the group of death. <laughs> New Haven Merritt is in a district with Morris, who defending state yeah, the champ. defending champs. That's who they would draw week one. Deckerville, who Who's is, won a championship and been to the finals, I think three times. Yeah, Deckerville's really good. Mayville, who beat Deckerville. And Merrill and is averaging about sixty points a game this year. Yeah, and Merrill, and that's not and they're undefeated, right? Yeah, and also Kingston's in there too. I mean, and they're down. But Kingston's down this year, but yeah, in the past they've been really strong. So yeah, have fun. Thanks for coming. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that. I almost guarantee you that district produces a state champion. And this is uh, and actually an eight man. It's it's a truer playoff because not everybody in eight man makes it. Yeah, I don't think every. I think there's a couple teams left out. Yeah. In uh, Division Two, the two local teams, uh, Peck would have to go to Bay City All Saints, and Carsonville Port Sanilac would go to Kindy North Huron. And, and that's deceptive because I Peck is better than All Saints, um, and that's deceptive that that would be a road game for them. But uh, I don't know. You know, I'd like to see a Peck North Huron rematch because I'm still kind of living in denial over that one. You're just mad because I got one up on you on it. That's all right. So the, I, got, I got it back with the Algonac win. So the playoffs are going to be really fun. And next Tuesday, it's going to be, uh, you know, a blast. Probably just all the whole show is just going to be going through scenarios, looking at matchups down the road. It's going to be a fun playoff preview. Maybe we need uh, an, an extra a, a mouth on the uh, podcast next week to help us digest all the information. Well, you, you keep begging and uh... – and you know maybe you can get what you want. I mean, I got, I already got my one wish this year. So all right, wish number two is a North Branch Cross Luxury match. Wish number three is to have maybe a guest on next Tuesday along with next Thursday. Set it up. I'm not stopping you. All right. <laughs> if you're a potential guest out there, contact Brady at Brady at GetStuckOnSports.com, and uh, he'll go through all, all your resume and let you know if uh, you've got what, the right stuff. <laughs> To be on Tuesday's show, it's not hard if it's just me and Dennis. You don't have, <laughs> you don't have much to, to <laughs> meet. 
So Denny Denny White made it through, so you can too. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Thursday, we will have picks, but Tuesdays are our top tens, um, and uh, we'll see uh, if uh, my top ten and Brady's top ten are uh, anywhere near the same uh, in just a moment as our podcast continues. It's the uh, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. TP Logos in Marysville has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 830 to 430 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. TP Logos will have it in days. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium in Marysville. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome uh, back. Um, I'm going to do something here, uh, Brady, like real quick. Okay. Uh, are you ready for the top ten? Oh, I'm always Sorry, ready. I, I didn't really mean to... to I just kind of wanted to go right into the thing, but the, you know how the computer's been. So there, I just I just fixed something, and now let's get to the top ten. Let's see who number one is. Uh, your, your top three, throw a blanket over them. He was number one. Brady 
Got to do with a top ten. Prestige. All right, are you ready? Showboat. <laughs> you have the ability to take it out. You're the one behind the computer running it. You play it every week. I do, but you're the you you, you do the little bets. That's the thing that you really enjoy doing. It. I don't want to take that away from you. Why you it, like taking away joy from everything you're, else? You're 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 a little you know. Difficult to handle some days when you don't get your nap. (laughs) (sighs) Top 10. At number 10 this week, Brady Beaton, I've got the Harbor Beach Pirates. They're 3-2. They're on a two-game win streak. Um, Imlay City lost big in their game with North Branch. Um, Armada lost big in their game to Croslex. Those have kind of been the the teams. Marlette has kind of fallen off. They've lost two in a row since a 3-0 start. So uh, as I looked at it, I said it's, it was time to bring Harbor Beach or Ubley back. I think uh, Harbor Beach has had uh, two nice uh, victories. Uh, Ubley beat Brown City last uh, game. So I went with uh, Harbor Beach at uh, number 10 this week. Well, then you're going to be disappointed because we agree on the first, uh, the first entry. My number 10 team, also Harbor Beach, for the reasons you mentioned. Basically, it was them or Ubley, and they beat Ubley. Uh, Emily City lost too big. Armada lost too big if they kept it more competitive. Probably would have kept those teams in, but Harbor Beach at number 10, getting back into the rankings at 3-2. and two. All right, uh, Northern suffered a tough overtime loss. I put them at number 9 this week the, after the 2-0 start. They're 2-2, two and two. Uh, and again, they've played well, I think, um, and I still think they're a good team, but at 2-2, two and two, I can't do them any better than number 9 on my list. Again, agree with you there, although you did say you thought the bottom of your list was easier than the top. I did. Where this I week, thought this week, I, I thought like the last four teams were easier to, to, to put in place than to, to, to put the top seven for me. Okay, but yeah, I have Northern at number nine. I do think they're a decent team, even with a loss. I'm not going to punish them. Be honest with the victory, I probably wouldn't have rewarded them that much. So they stay at number nine. Can't lose that overtime game. Just is that, and that's going to cost you a home playoff game. All right, number eight, I've got Elmont. Uh, again, they're just back into it. Yeah, they struggled with Richmond, needed overtime, but I think there's a lot of rust there. I, I'm still waiting on Elmont to find out what we've got here, but at 2-1, and one, they're good enough at least that I'm going to put them at number eight. And again, I agree with you. Your your uh, wish is not coming true at number eight. Yeah, Elmont 2-1. and one. They knock off the rust. They survive. They get a win against a down Richmond team. I still think they're a scary team. I would not be surprised if we're talking about a district champion, Almont Raiders. But for now, number eight, due to all the circumstances, can't put them any higher than that. Number seven, um, five and zero, oh, the GTC East champions, the Sandusky Redskins, actually dropped a notch. I know, <laughs> actually dropped a notch. But I mean, they got a forfeit win over Memphis this week. But I mean, it's nothing that Sandusky's doing. They are. A, good football team but I just I think I have six teams that are better I agree and I felt bad I was like am I really gonna drop Sandusky a spot for being undefeated and being the conference champs and that's something that just bugs me like especially I've said it before on college football like I think if it's a team's undefeated they deserve 
a higher ranking, but I just can't put him in. It would be disingenuous of me to put Sandusky any higher than number seven because I think any team above them beats them. All right, now here's where I think the fun starts. I've got Marysville dropped down to number six this week, four and one. Uh, they a, a great effort against a really good Marine City team. It hurts to punish them, but everybody else won. So there had to be something had to break. There had to be some movement, and I dropped Marysville down to six. Once again, we're in lockstep. First five, uh, we agree on Marysville for all the reasons you said. They lost a heartbreaker. And uh, just because it's fun to play hypothetical, Marysville wins that game. Anthony Rental drops that ball. Where are the Vikings if they win that game? They're, they're no lower than number three, and they're maybe as high as number two. Yeah, and then it, at least for my list, I've had Marine City at number one all year. Does that mean that I have to put them at number one for knocking off? But that I would have happen. asked you that question. You if would've. you hadn't, I would have asked you why you hadn't. Yes. So, well, again, play the what-if game all day, but Marysville at number six at four and one. Uh, I've got Anchor Bay at number uh, five at uh, four and one. The Tars won a huge game on Friday going to Mott uh, and getting the victory there to earn a share of the Mac White. The white is the highest division that any Blue Water area team can play in uh, in terms of the sizes of schools and, and the competition. Anchor Bay is a good team. Our bad for neglecting them most of the year, not paying attention to what they were doing, but they're doing good things. Yeah. Um, this was the toughest one for me to – four and five I was really flipping back and forth. But, again, you're, I, you're right. Anchor Bay, number five. A uh, team that is going to, we're going to learn a lot about them. They're playing Ike this week. One in four Ike, but they're still probably a top 50 team in the state. Yeah, I mean, this, uh, is like the, this is the best Salle, one in four team in the state. Yeah, like <laughs> De La Salle, Eisenhower has gone through a gauntlet of a schedule. So we'll see what the Tars are for real. Like, yeah, just for uh, context. Ike loses to Sterling Heights Stevenson, Mac Red Champs, 7 to 3. Loses to Gross Point South, 17-7. Loses to Romeo, 17-13. Loses to Dakota, 24-10. Uh, and Dakota got a share of the red title. Beats Chip Valley, 21-20. So, and a lot of people probably considered that an upset when they saw that score on Friday. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Good luck, Anchor Bay. Let's see how good you really are. All right. Number four, I've got uh, Crosslex at 4-1 and one after another impressive victory on Friday. Well, this is boring. Yeah, Crosslex again, number four. I almost put Anchor Bay above them. Uh, I think that they're a good team, and I want to see them play North Branch again. All right, North Branch is still number three for me. 5-0 and oh, uh, Broncos with a 47 nothing ripping of uh, Imlay City. Shared, uh, they grab at least a share of the BWAC title. They win it outright this week with uh, another uh, victory. Uh, and they have, uh, what is it, Armada this week? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, North Branch for me, number three. We have, for as much bickering as we did before the show about who was we going to put where, we actually ended up with the same first eight in the top ten. North Branch at number three for me. Again, good. But let me just ask you this, because I think we both know who our number one and number two are. We just flipped it. When do you consider putting North Branch into that category? When one of the teams ahead of them loses. So nothing North Branch can do. It's just they're both they're all really good and until one of the teams prove otherwise, 
Yeah. Until Marine City or PH stub their toe, I, I can't move North Branch ahead of them. So I'm going to assume your number two team is Marine City. Marine City stays at number uh, two uh, again. Uh, they've been great all year. It was an amazing victory uh, on Friday over uh, Marysville. Um, and, yeah, the, they've been at number two. They didn't do anything to knock themselves down. Um, maybe had they beaten Marysville by a, a lopsided score, I would say, hmm, maybe i got to think about this a little more because I know Marysville's pretty good. If Marine City's 40 points better than Marysville, maybe I need to move Marine City up. But it was a last-second victory. Marine City stays at number two. For me. And PH stays at number two for me. And to answer your questions, while well, you've been hard on PH, here's why. I think Marine City handles Lakeshore better than PH handled Lakeshore. I think Marine City handles Lance Cruz better than Port Huron High handled Lance Cruz. Friday night was the first time I saw the Mariners look any sort of sloppy. I mean, you don't see three turnovers from the Mariners often. And you saw that Friday night. Um, that was the first time I was like, oh, they're kind of hurting themselves. And not to say Marysville didn't force the issue. That first uh, fumble that came out, the Vikings forced that fumble. It was not an unforced error. But for Marine City, the reason why I have them number one in Port Huron High number two is I think Marine City plays a much sharper brand of football. I think Port Huron High is sloppy at times. And I think that does, if they were playing better competition, it would come back to bite them. Not that the blue is bad. I think the blue is painfully average. But I would, uh, outside of Marine City and Marysville, and Fitzgerald has come on in the, the, the last They've dominated three the teams weeks. they should dominate. But th those bottom three teams are bad. Yes, they are. And Marine City's done what they needed to do with them, where I think Lakeshore is a bad football team. Port here on high, they were in control, but they just didn't look sharp. What I expect a team of Port here on high's caliber to do against them. I That's the only thing. And it's, again, we're talking like this. I'm not saying Port here on high's <laughs> bad. Like, you get into this argument of who's yeah. number one. Port here on high is a damn good football team. And I expect them. I think they have a real shot at not only winning a district, but a regional title this year. So don't get it twisted. I'm not saying Port Huron High is bad. But when you're trying to decipher between Marine City and Port Huron High, and I think the D zone had them within three spots of each other in the state. So With Port Huron High ahead. Yes, they did. Um, <laughs> but you're, you're, you're cutting hairs at this point. Yeah. You're finding any little minute difference. So don't think that I think Port Huron High is a bad team. I think Marine City and Port Huron High and North Branch has earned the right to be in this argument are the three best teams in the area, and I think there's a little bit of a margin between three and four. Port Huron High is 100% in that, in that stratosphere with those teams. I just think Marine City is a little sharper, and I think on a neutral field, See, you always have to throw that in, though, well, on the because, neutral field. Yes, because... Let's say the game's at East China Stadium. Marine I City, uh, then I think Marine field. City ha does a little better than if it's at Memorial. If it's at Memorial Stadium, I might pick the Big Reds. If it's at Marine City, I'm picking Marine City. On a neutral site, I think Marine City gets the win, but it's going to be one of the best football games ever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I think if they play ten times, it's five to five with the point differential being zero. Like, I just think it's that close. 
All right, so I've got Portier and High number one, Marine City number two, North Branch number three, Croslex number four, Anchor Bay number five, Marysville number six, Sandusky number seven, Elmont number eight, Northern number nine, Harbor Beach number ten, and Brady's list matches mine except for we have one and two flipped. You've got yeah. Marine City on top followed by PH. Yeah, so uh, I believe we're probably only going to end up doing one more edition of the top ten. Because once the playoff starts, teams are going to be eliminated. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do uh, our final top ten at the end of the regular season. Mm -hmm. So Who knows? We're going to have to start talking about like basketball top tens in a couple weeks. Yeah. Which I the, probably... The, the early hype probably has Crosslex at number one in boys. Yeah, I think that's with a bullet. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about that more. but And I do feel a little more comfortable instead of waiting to do a top ten because I actually know more about the area football team or the area basketball teams from my experience last season. So I might actually do a preseason top 10, at least in the boys department, because I know something about does, it. Does that mean I can skate and wait till like week seven to get involved? If you don't feel comfortable, <laughs> if you feel that's what you need to do to put together a well-informed list, then yes, Dennis, that's what you can do. Well-informed list. You, you've been off all year. How? You've been off all year. Our top six has been the same all year. We've <laughs> no, it's not. We've, okay, we've besides. Fluctuated. There have been times where, where we have, dis well, we've disagreed all year on Portier on Marine City. Yeah, and, the only and, other and thing I think we disagreed with is we, when, we've had times when like Croslex and Marysville yeah. and, and things like that. But that's, again, splitting hairs. We haven't had like a huge difference. Like you've never had a team at three, and I've been like, no, they're garbage. They're number seven. So well, that's the way you talk about pH. Oh my God. <laughs> You're acting like week one in the playoffs. I'm like, Oh, pH Lakeshore is going to come to town, beat them by 20. I'm surprised you haven't said that. Oh. <laughs> See how easy it is for me to just push the right button and get them going. Watch, right. watch what happens when I say Alconac beat Yale. <laughs> I don't care. I went nine and one this past week. I gained some ground, yeah. and I'm going to gain some more ground. Uh, well, we'll find out because the picks are coming up on uh, Thursday. Yeah, and again, a couple really tough ones, I think. Yeah, and pick. also on Thursday, we'll actually take a look at what the week six matchups uh, are mm -hmm. and uh, talk about uh, that. Uh, and we'll have some good games too for you on uh, Friday night. I want to mention that before uh, we wrap it up. Uh, I'll be going down to Roseville, Roseville, PH. That should be a fun one. You got a five and zero Big Reds team against a four and one Panthers team that I just saw score sixty points on uh, Friday night in their game against St. Clair. And you've got another rivalry uh, as uh, Marysville will make the uh, trip over to East China Stadium to take on the St. Clair Saints. No rest for the Vikings. They have to get off one emotional loss and try to go on the road and uh, take down another rival. That's going to be fun. So and then. That'll be the end of the regular season. So Saturday we'll we'll wrap up uh, those games, and we'll already be chomping at the bit to figure out uh, where the playoff games uh, will be that we'll be be covering uh, in week seven of the football season. So again, next podcast Thursday. That's when we do our uh, pickums, uh, and uh, we've got a couple of games for you on Friday to wrap up the regular season. So get stuck on sports.com is uh, the place that you need to be for your kids, your schools, and your sports. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.